Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Just a quick one to say our listener of the week. Emma, do you want to announce who our listener of the week is? Because this yes. this relates to last week and a conversation we had. Yes. So Emma is listener of the week. She's a brand new patron. It's not me. It's a person called Emma. And I met her and Maggie last week in my local park, all socially distanced, all within our 5K. And it was lovely meeting Emma and Maggie. Now, I have been informed, I'm not going to say who, boy, but somebody within their friend circle has informed me that they have a group, WhatsApp group called the Shite Hawks. And there's people in that group that listen to the podcast. But there's also, I mean, it's unfortunate, especially at the moment when we all kind of need as much positivity in our life as, as possible. But unfortunately, there's a divide at the moment uh, happening within the group. Some people are patrons and some people are choosing not wow. to sign, I know, to sign up. So um, listener of the week this week is Emma. And I just say to the Shidehawks WhatsApp group, just let's have a little bit of unity, especially, you know, we're all in this let's, together. Yeah. Let's have a bit of Good Friday agreement going on. Yeah. And as I've said it before, uh, vaccines for patrons first. Of course. Is, yeah. And, and you facts. do like like you're very high up in the HSC. Yeah, I think I've I think I've been very honest about that from the start of up to 90. Now I do, I will say, but I don't want to be I don't want to be calling you out on stuff live on the podcast, but I mm. I still maintain that vaccinating that school and Bray was not the right thing to do, <laughs> Emma. I know you're like, but it's on the M50. It's handy for me. Yeah, but that's not how you decide who gets the job. I read today, like literally just a couple of minutes before we came on the Zoom, that supposedly all adults between the ages of 24 to 35 will have their first vaccine round by June. Oh, stop. Come on. It was in the business post. I was like, this is, what is this? I just, you know what? April now. Emma, I can't. I can't. It's not because, possible. No, it's not possible. And I live with um, a man who has a serious problem. Fred. Okay, is yeah. Fred is his name. And <laughs> the jocks. he has a serious problem, which is that he suffers from chronic optimism. Mm. And it's very hard to live with. It it's really very does. debilitating. Very debilitating. Leaves him off. 
And today, Fred asked me if I'd gotten a call about Kilkenny. Now, Kilkenny usually happens in June. Mm. But needless to say, it's over. And Fred was basing it on this. I think it was the business post he must have read. Well, actually, I'm not sure where he read this article. But again, he was quoting this figure about how we're all going to be vaccinated. I just said, Fred, I can't. No. Well, I tell you. anymore. I mean, this we're into April. Like, how? Come on. Like, how is that even? I mean, it's not possible. But why are they even going to throw that out there? They're just setting themselves up for failure. We don't even have the vaccines in the country until we have the vaccines in the country. You can't be saying things like we're all going to be vaccinated by June or whatever it is. I mean, we've crossed this bridge before. We've been burned before. Yeah. Well, I got a. I. Uh, oh, here we go. <laughs> I got a call. Plaster on your arm. What? What's that plaster on your arm? You've got your jab. <laughs> My jab, fuck's sake. No, I got a call um, about the vaccine. No, I, I got a call about a festival in August. And I was like, yeah, fair enough, but like, it's not happening. Do you know what I mean? Like, Really dumb. Yeah. Now I could be wrong. Could be haha joke on me. You are actually fucking driving to Sligo, Emma, for not great money. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But I don't think it's going ahead. No, I think things will. I think things will be a lot better. Well, will will be better by August. But it's one thing about like going to be able to get your fucking hair cut and going to a fucking festival. Yeah, I mean, I, festival is like that level or like, you know, three arena festival, you know, crowds of pe- crowds of people in close proximity. Like I'd say that's well down the fucking line. I would imagine. I mean, I suppose the only thing with the festival is that it is mostly outside. But at the same time, it's not something you want to. I mean, it's not something you want to be encouraging for 2021. No, but I, I don't even know how it would work like. If it's uh, like, I don't know exactly, but like if it's a three day thing or whatever, people are camping and all that. Mm. I mean, the hand sanitizer costs alone would be off the fucking charts, wouldn't they? Uh, Yeah, no, I'd say I'd say you'll be safe enough. It'll be one of those gigs, Emma, that we say yes. And you're like, I must camp. What I listen to actually this week, podcast wise, I'd really recommend it. Yes. Did you listen? Oh, I knew as you were going to say it. And I was like, I haven't fucking listened to it. Joe, I've been off, not off the grid completely, but I've been kind of off the grid because I was off Good Friday. And then obviously at the long weekend and I was off today as well. So I just actually, I'm much more on it like when I'm in like Monday to Friday work mode. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've been much more whatever, but I've just been like, you do to do I've just been having a great old time to myself so I knew as soon as you said it, I was like fuck and I didn't really want to listen to it so funny you saying I'm just here having a great old time to myself I can just imagine you at the bonfire with the white <laughs> Russians and <laughs> um, now so the podcast recommendation I did try this way I totally get it when you're out of your routine you're not going to be listening to podcasts uh changes by Annie Mack good old Annie Mack mm. She had Katie Price on and I thought it was very, very good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we nothing that we didn't know already, but it is just lovely to hear the story from Katie Price's own mouth in her own words. And if nothing else, the highlight for me is just Katie saying, why we? 
over and over again. It's just such a joy. I love how she pronounces Priory. Yeah. And at various Priory. stages, Annie says things like, I was reading your autobiography and she said, okay, which one? And like, you know, Annie's referring to it. She's like, was that in the second book? And then Annie's like, I think it was the third installment. Oh, you've had so many. And you do have a moment of thinking to yourself, Katie, at least pretend that you wrote the books. I actually remember somebody, I think somebody brought one of them into school. Would that be right? And it was just like, the best day ever do you know what I mean like you had a crap class and you were just like give a go at that and of course you go through all the photos first and you have a real good old go with them my favorite ones are like the early glamour shots and the stuff about when she was in the playboy mansion and stuff I like all that stuff as well very interesting yeah I'm not overly interested with the boyfriend stuff I have to say I'm more just interested in her as a person and her how her brain uh, works and stuff. Well, I mean, the, I mean, the last, I mean, obviously the, the last few boyfriends, the current guy included, they all kind of blend into one in they the really sense do. that there, there's, I don't know how, I mean, I don't know how interesting there is people. I mean, obviously Katie is, you know, the one that kind of keeps us coming back for more. Like we're big fans of Katie. I do remember, remember her first one. What was it called? Um, was it being Jordan or something like that? And do you remember the front cover was her all glammed up and then the back cover was her without the makeup and the hair curly. And I just thought this was wild, like seeing her uh, was in her natural in form. Was was it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good times. No, I will good. listen to it. I'm looking I'd, forward I'd, to listening I'd to rec- it. I'd recommend it. It is. It's It's very good. I really, really enjoy it. Enjoyed what did it you nice. do so for Easter? sure you know yourself nothing much didn't do much I mean it sounds insane but like all the days are bleeding into one another so I didn't even really cop that it was Easter because we had done our big shop earlier on in the week then I wasn't really in the supermarkets as such and it was all a bit last minute you know yourself didn't do much I said we wouldn't roast a lamb but for the occasion I did a lamb tagine so Mm. I like a tagine bit too sweet though that's the problem with the tagine it can really go the other way like sultanas are very oh yeah too much I I would I would say no to the sultanas next time but other than that it was grand and as I said bared my soul to Fred over a non-alcoholic bottle of wine and yeah that was it I mean obviously little Ted is a bit young for the whole Easter thing but my mom did send him an egg which was cute. Fair play to her because I, sorry, I have to say that lamb with the raisin, if you'd given that to me, obviously I would have thanks Emma. a million, but I would have gone to Shane, what the fuck was that? Emma, that was it was like I don't even, I'm not even, oh, I'm not big on lamb. For me, peak L1 is having a love for a lamb. I don't get it. Just leave it the fuck alone. Lamb chops, okay. But like, I'd never order lamb and never buy lamb. Just fuck off with the lamb but thanks very much for the dinner like I do I did have a moment when I was serving the tagine oh. and it was like a lamb oh. cake it was like a meat cake I did have a moment of oh my god I wonder what Shane would say if I served <laughs> this up to him he's such a fuzz no, spot with the meat he'd love it no he'd, he'd love it no maybe so, not the raisins but no it was a no to the sultana's raisins whatever in the tagine but yeah that was about it didn't get an egg from fred didn't get an egg from fred 
I didn't buy him one either, but just for fun, my auntie gave me an egg and oh I fobbed, yeah, fobbed it off as Fred's egg. So I knew we hadn't gotten each other eggs. And then I surprised him with his egg, which was actually my egg. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't ask. Like, it's okay. Just really enjoying life up oh. on the high horse. And then Love when it. I was halfway through the non-alcoholic bottle of wine, thought I was flutered, said I have a confession to make. And he knew what it was. He said straight away, I, I knew that button egg was your egg. We laughed and we laughed and we laughed. And he's weren't even pissed. And then the next day I was like, oh my God, you were sober. There I was your There wasn't any eggs. There was no eggs to be had. So I got the eggs in the for the house here first. So like there's obviously there's the five. Well, no, I bought four because I already had an egg. And um, you know, like it takes up a good bit of room in the trolley. So I was like, well, I'll get the ones for the nieces and nephews then before Easter, because I was like, right, that'd be was it five? And then maybe get a couple more for like, you know, miscellaneous kids or whatever. <sighs> just kids you're meeting on the road yeah I'm not kind of I just want to I'm always trying to be I don't care what adults think of me at all but I just I always want kids to think I'm like oh no she's sound she's sound that adult hanging out on the green by the bonfire (laughs) were you talking to that lady drinking the white russian she's sound she is the one with the bonfire she gave me an egg she gave me an easter egg she was talking about zoom gigs and saying (laughs) she's not writing any stand up I can't believe it's the absolute fucking cheek to come on the podcast and talk about Zoom gigs like as if, wow, wow, Emma, thanks for the information. None of us could have fucking figured that out for ourselves. They're a bit shit, but they're okay. Oh, yeah. Look, it's yeah. not making the well final done. edit, Emma. No, it's thank God. It's not going to get any new fucking patrons anyway, that's for sure. But um, no, there was no eggs. So by Thursday, there was no eggs anywhere. And I tell you something else. There was no fucking mini eggs to be had. I don't know who got all the mini eggs, but the mini eggs were gone. I went to deals. I thought deals would be the spot. No eggs. I'd had to, I had to get a couple of them uh, Malteser bunny things for like, you know, the Easter egg hunt or whatever. It was it was slim pickings on the Easter egg chocolate front out there. And then what I did was and I'd done this another day. My local pub, you're giving it up for Garvey's. Bugler's Pub in Ballyboden, they have, uh, it's called a meeting place and you can go and get coffee. It's very nice coffee and they've cakes and scones and you can get toasties and pizza. And you can also get a takeaway chicken, roasted chicken, or you can get the chicken deal, which is a full chicken, coleslaw, potatoes and a baguette. Oh, nice. That's a lovely lunch. Yeah, so I went and got that. And then Shane, uh, me and Ella went for a walk and went and got that. And then he had some Yorkshires and some other, he did some other potatoes just in case the ones from Bugler's weren't vegetarian safe for Ella. And we had a couple of other bits and bobs. I can't remember now. But it was nice. And the coleslaw was nice. I don't know about you, but I, I'm very fussy about coleslaw. Oh, yeah. You can, I mean... Yeah, coleslaw. It's hit and miss. Yeah. So yeah, it was lovely. So I think what I'm going to do because I had I made the mistake of I mentioned to Ella when we were around there. I was like, oh, those scones look nice. Maybe I'll get them tomorrow morning. So this morning I was obviously 
having a few Zs, so it didn't. So I might actually go around tomorrow morning and get a scone because she has her German oral tomorrow. So she's going, she so had her Irish that one. happening over the Easter holidays. Yeah, so she had her Irish one last week and she has her German one this week. And how is it working, the oral situation? Is it is it the same setup, only they have masks and it's two metres apart? Or what's how are they doing it? No, so basically the setup is that they do it with one of the teachers, but it's not their own teacher. It's another teacher mm-hmm. in the school and it's filmed. Mm-hmm. And it's sent off to be graded or whatever. So the teacher themselves, the teacher conducts it, but they don't grade it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so that's that's how it goes. How it goes down. And how um, did she, and she found it okay? It, it, you know yeah. what? It might kind of put you at. I mean, it certainly would put you at your ease if it was a teacher that you were familiar with. Well, I just thought it was great the fact of like because there's been such obviously there's always such build up about the leaving cert if you're if you're in it and you're doing it. And I think there's just been so much build up in the last two years because of COVID. Mm-hmm. I think it was just maybe I'm projecting onto her. I don't know. But I was like, God, it must just feel nice even just to like start the part, like just to start a bit of it now. Like, so, right, that's the Irish oral done. I can forget about that. Or, you know what I mean? Like that it's actually kind of it's happening, like it's actually starting or whatever. Yeah. Well, and also it's kind of, it's a bit of normality, isn't it? Because you've spent yeah. your six years in school being told you're going to have an oral, you're going to have an oral, you're going to have a practical, you're going to have mm. a written exam. So it's probably a bit of a relief when, as you say, they do get to do their oral or whatever it is. And it's like, okay, yeah, now mm-hmm. the ball is rolling. Great. Okay. This is going to happen now. And then, of I course, don't, I after don't Easter, the rest of the school will be back now. I completely forgot about all them not being back. It is mad. I totally forgot as well that the kid, that not all of the kids. It's it's so insane that so many of these poor kids, like the little firsties, mm. the little firsties haven't been in since before Christmas. And you know who I was feeling sorry for actually today? Uh, one of my former students, um, gone, well, actually, strangely enough, the last few days, a couple of my former students have been on to me. Um, but one of them got on to me and I was saying um, somebody got on to me there about doing their podcast. So a couple of my former students, I think the podcast is called, I think it's the Paddy and Dara podcast. Um, mm-hmm. But they were my former students in Lucan. And I was thinking they're, they should be. I mean, they are in second year college. But what kind of a college experience have they had? Yeah, not much. It's tough, isn't it? It is tough, yeah. So Yeah, because I actually, I saw, now this uh, this is just like a fucking fleeting thought, like absolute fleeting thought. But I saw this thing the other day for Bow Street, you know, like a part-time, it's like evening, two nights a week acting thing for six months. And I was like, oh, yeah, I would like to do something like that. And then I see the price and it's like, oh, it's 2,800 or something, right? I was like, oh. But then I was like, oh, I'd say that kind of thing, though, is great for like connections and meeting people in like the biz and like figuring out how it all works or whatever. And then I was like, what you like to be now? Fucking networking. Because a lot of it will be. Uh, remotely obviously like I suppose six months would 
it's like if it starts in April, that's going to bring you up to like, well, November or something. Start November, is it? But uh, look, anyway, it was like, that's too much money for me. But um, yeah, it, it, it is weird. Um, oh, God, God, Tommy had this massive fall in the park on. Oh, no. Was it Friday or Saturday? He, they have these kind of um, pole things with little, you know, you can climb up with your feet. And I was walking around with another mom who was there with her kids. I know her from like school and stuff. And Joe and Tommy were coming over to me and they're like, Joe or Tommy fell or whatever. And so I'm getting close. I realize his face <gasps> is covered in blood. Emma. So basically he fell off. He fell off the top of it. But then one of the boys is saying, he's like, he didn't really fall. He just jumped. I don't know whether he just had a brain fart and was like, I'll jump off this. But he was, and because it's so close to me, this is me, Emma and Maggie's park. The girls weren't there, but it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. But um, they weren't there to help out. But I'd know like, uh, I had nothing with me like wipes or tissue or anything but it did have water so it's kind of able to clean him with water but he's so shook and his mouth oh my god really his mouth was huge his lips were all swollen and he was getting his mackie d's and he couldn't eat it because of his lips had to cut up his nuggies for him and his chippies yeah, so we went upstairs and we had to have a cuddle in the bed. But we have been back since because I wanted to get him back since because I was like, I don't want him to be like scared now. Do you know that? You know, he was that shook after it. I was like, I have to like bring him back. So he was grand. He was grand. So he landed back. on his face. Yeah, I think what basically happened because his nose was bleeding. And it, it was basically his nose <gasps> and his mouth. But I think what happened was he fell. And all the rest of them was fine. But I think what happened was, you know, that thing of like, if you if you have a big fall, even as an adult, but like, especially as a kid, you tense up your body. And have you ever done that thing where you clench your teeth? Like I did, I fell before when I was a kid and I bit my tongue and had to have stitches in it. So it's that thing of like biting oh. down. So I think he bit down on his lip and I think he, I think he hit his nose because he said his nose was sore in his mouth. But he like, it was just like, it was like, Sylvester Stallone's mom and she's like, wow, 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 wow. Oh. couldn't talk. Now he and he has a coat, he has a coat on his lip, but he, it's so the swelling has gone down loads now, but it's still, he's still swollen. Like he gave himself such a bash, but like I hadn't anything. And do you know the way, like they're just like streaming. Do you know blood. what? That's it's, but you know, I felt now even today we didn't have something for Ted, and you just feel so. Like you just feel so useless, don't you? Well, I just said I saw some woman with a buggy and I was like, oh, I bet she has wipes. And the other mom who was there, she said to her daughter, she's like, oh, she'll run over and ask her. And she didn't have wipes, probably like myself, just lived loudly. But she had tissues. So she sent over a few tissues. Um, But I think he was just shocked. I think it was like quite a height. But he was fine. Oh, the po- and is he okay now? He was just a bit shook. Yeah, I and mean, he's absolutely fine. We went back and everything. But like, it was just like his mouth was just so swollen. And we'd gone up on the bikes. So he had to like put on his oh, little... Oh, no. He had to put on his little Thomas the Tank Engine helmet and cycle back home with the big fat mouth. And I was like, oh, my God. 
They couldn't eat the chips. He couldn't eat. Well, I mean, that's just the saddest story of it, all. I think it was the chips that really broke my heart. I was just like, oh my God. Like, if you can't get a McDonald's chip into your mouth, you have a serious problem. Well, he I was just so much smaller than that. I just, because his mouth is so swollen, he didn't know how to like open oh, it properly Emma. to show me. So he, his, his bottom lip kept just like going back into his mouth. And I was trying to see if he had. Because I was, I was just thinking of what happened to me when I was little. I was like, oh, God, I hope he doesn't need, like, stitches in his mouth now or whatever. But um, we went back there yesterday and he was fine. But oh, it's absolutely baltic. And then the ice cream van came around. Doesn't take card. Oh, come on. Get with the program. <laughs> so Do you know what? Because our local, our local takeaway here doesn't take card. And I get it. I get it. I get it. But cash. No. I mean, the other day I went into town and I was like, apologizing to people in shops saying I don't know if you still take cash and they were like what's that like nobody's using cash anymore I think if if your local takeaway and if it's a small thing and they don't take cash anymore like like have fucking revolute on your phone or something like I know and I do understand I absolutely get it with the fees and all that that it's not necessarily worth their while but it's just that especially because where we live is quite isolated you know, we're like, you know, we're half an hour from an ATM. So no, it's quite likely we're not going to have cash. No, I think this bollocks about it not being worthwhile and fees is that's what money launderers say. Yeah, well, it's a very Do much a dingle mean, thing. It's a West Kerry thing. They had a card machine in fucking Inter. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously but now to be fair that was What's... only towards the end I think they were like let's get oh, yeah. the card machine towards the end before the end of the world yeah <laughs> they got the, the mic last... and the card machine just in time for a global pandemic I said I said that to you Emma my last night in the inter I was like Do you know what Emma it's February 2020 they have a card machine in the inter it's gonna be a good year but you remember when Janice said do you remember when Janice said in the January episode of last year, I said, I think this is the end of the world. I think, do you remember? Yeah. You've, you, do you know what I mean? You've spent so long masquerading as a psychic on social media that <laughs> no. you now are a psychic. That's what's I happened know. here. I haven't done, you know, I haven't done it in a while either. So I think it was just like the power started to come through truthfully but um come here is it a good chinese tell me it's not a chinese it's a regular takeaway and it is lovely so it's a pub and they're doing food at the moment and the food is really really nice so a pub hasn't got a card machine i do you know what they i think they ever had a fucking card machine but are they they pouring pints out of fucking cans as well are you sure this is someone's sitting room it's all legit it's legit but it's funny because you think the first time they tell us they just take cards okay Mm. like the first time grand like we're caught unawares but the second time it's like judy and fred just accept that they don't take card i'm like on my hands and knees in the car on the floor get like wetting myself when I find a two euro coin we're nearly there Fred like oh having to tell Fred you have to cancel the chicken wings we can just afford lasagna like I'm still a little bit shook from Tommy that visual of poor old Tommy not being able to eat his McDonald's chips he was eventually though he was able to eat the nuggets when I cut them up from and then 
we went upstairs, we had a little cuddle and we just watched a whole load of um, Mickey Mouse on repeat. And then he kind of perked up and he was eat, he was eating the chips then. And then full disclosure, I fell asleep because if I have to watch pure kids TV at any length, I'm gone. You're, you're out. Yeah, I'm gone. And we were in the bed and we were cuddling. So I dozed off and then I woke up and I thought it was about 12 o'clock at night, but it was actually about <laughs> And I came downstairs and I was like, where's Tommy? And she was like, I thought he was with you. He just taken himself into his own bed and was on the toilet. <laughs> so parenting 101. I parenting 101. Yeah, I love it. I'd fallen asleep. So that's that's it. And then I didn't have my munchie box this weekend. I thought I'd spice it up. I didn't drink this weekend. I didn't have my munchie box. I thought, let's just switch it up. Okay, let's keep Emma's brain guessing. That's what I need to do. Right. So I got the special fried rice in Camille. Okay, so it's like chicken and prawns and fried rice. I thought it was a lot bigger when I got it the last time, which was only a couple of months ago. And I really thought that I have some left for the next day and I didn't. So make of that what you will. Did you enjoy it though? You obviously did. I didn't enough the first. Oh, okay. You okay. just wanted more. I wanted. More. I thought it would be more because usually now I was doing a very sneaky thing. And Camille, please don't wrap me out. Where I was ordering two kids meals from Camille, and that was keeping me ticking over, and I'd have some for the next day. But the special fried rice did not last me until the next day, so I'll be done with that for another few weeks. And you know Two what? kids meals, people, is the way to go. That's actually a top tip. But you know what? Mm. It is disappointing because you want that. You want the rice the next day. Yeah. You see, and what I do is I heat it up the next day and I'll add a few extra prawns of my own. I, oh. might, I might fry an egg. Yeah, and whack, miss extra prawns over here. Yeah. Whack a bit of soy sauce in, a few scallions. So I'd make a kind of a, I mean, I'm not making anything, but it's just slightly different different but um yeah so that was that and then I tell you a little something something so on Friday we would usually have a drink and I was like you know I'm actually I'm not going to drink I said I'll have a bit of tonic water have a bit of tonic water because I had I had lime tonic water there and I had regular tonic water so I had a bit of tonic water not a huge amount not a huge amount had the tonic water had the ice in the tonic water had the frozen berries in the tonic water like a sap looked like I was drinking a pint of gin and tonic I wasn't it was just tonic right woke up the next day still had the groggy mouth still had no so it's the tonic water is what you're saying um, what I'm saying is I don't think the alcohol helps, but had the groggy mouth. Oh, had that's the groggy see, mouth. And I was like, it's where's my reward? I think I could not drink tonic water without gin because it's a funny taste. I'm not gone on the taste of tonic water. Oh, yeah. But you see, I was mixing it with the, the lime tonic. I wouldn't have just straight tonic water. Okay. Oh yeah, the I'd lime need a bit is of, great. I'd need a bit of flavor. Do you know what I mean? But groggy mouth, groggy mouth. There's nothing worse either. And fair play to you now for not drinking this weekend. And it was an old bank holiday and all the rest. How are you feeling today? Are you feeling fresher? 
yeah, well, I was definitely fresher over the weekend. Yeah, it's just the freshness, you know what I mean? And mm. like, to be honest, I do enjoy, I do enjoy the gargle, but I don't, I don't need to have a drink every weekend, but I'm just been doing it because I'm at home in lockdown. Because you know the way yourself, you'd have gigs it at the weekend. It marks the end of the week. Yeah, you say you'd have a gig at the weekend, you come home about, I don't know, half 11 or something, you might have one drink or you mightn't bother having a drink because you're just like, oh, I'm going to go to, you know, I'm going to have a cup of tea and some toast. Actually, that's what I'm going to have. So I was kind of bored with it, to be honest. That's all it was, you know. Yeah, and I do I do think as well, like with the drinking, it's so, you know, it's such whatever thing to say. But I definitely feel like when you don't drink, you are given the gift of time. Like you just have such a better day the next day. And I actually really like now getting up with Ted early in the morning and even one drink, as much as I love that one drink when I do have it and I enjoy it, it yeah. really does affect you the next day in terms of getting up and your energy levels and all the rest. rest. And honestly, getting up the next day and having the time and having the energy it's a nice little payoff for not drinking like I could actually I'm at the point in my life now where I'm absolutely not saying I'm giving up drinking anytime soon but I can totally see the appeal of not drinking now for the first time in my adult life yeah I know actually because coincidentally I um I was seeing about do you see do you know Kate uh Gunn no, I don't think so. So uh, she is an author and her second book. So her first book was, apologies, Kate, for anyone who knows Kate, it, but it was about her and her husband got a divorce and her, her husband also contributed to the book. So it was all about, uh, you know, what they did right, what they did wrong, how they found it, because they have a couple mm-hmm. of kids as well. So and now, obviously, or not obviously, but... Uh, they've both moved on and she has another a new partner and everything whatever but she her newest book is called the accidental soberista so she's been sober for I don't know probably five years but it was something that happened by accident and she would have said that she was kind of a medium level drinker like social drinker Mm -hmm. or whatever and then I think when she kind of realized how big of a part it was in her life the the there was more the positives outweighed the negatives in terms of like not drinking whatever but um I'd seen that and then I saw Keith Walsh had her on his podcast I was like oh I'll give that a listen or whatever but I think they when Keith because I've heard Keith talking about drinking before I think he was like a kind of a Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday drinker okay Which, whereas to me like I'd be like god oh, that is that is quite heavy why don't I I'd only like have what, five drinks on a Friday that's pretty much it but I'm just not i sometimes I feel like uh, it's more to like in social settings and obviously there hasn't been any social settings but definitely I've been at things where I've drank more to like uh make uh to put the other people at ease do you know that kind of way like it's a social thing because there's nothing worse than rocking up to someone's gaff for going out for dinner isn't it a real cloud like when you go out for dinner and you're all like deciding what you're going to drink whatever and somebody pipes up and goes I drove and everyone's just like oh 
don't they the though Everyone... i know well it's funny it's, when people... it's because they have a reputation of they're the ones that are going to exit early and they're actually the thing is people are like where the fuck is she going now she's yeah, going off to that fella who she told us she told us well, all she's did, fucking this is it it's not the it's it's kind of viewed i'm going to turn on the light now because this is getting a bit player with yeah, project it's flashing it? yeah Treat yourself to now light, Judy. Come on. There we go. Okay, we're back in business. We're back in business. Um, I suppose some, I mean, it's a terrible thing to say, but I guess you would always view the friend who was driving with a bit of suspicion. Mm. Like, that's exactly it. Like, what is the ulterior plan here? What is she up to? Whose gaff is she heading to now? Yeah, you, you kind of would always view it with a bit of suspicion. Yeah, definitely. And it is in this country, you always have to pull the old kidney infection card. So you'd love to be able to say, Do you know what, lads? I'm not drinking tonight because I just don't fancy it. Or you'd nearly but have to just say, I've stopped. That. You'd nearly have to say, like, kidney infection. Or you'd just I have don't to say, drink. I don't drink anymore. You You wouldn't be able to say... Because that's what I'm like. I'm not drinking tonight. You couldn't. You couldn't. You'd have to. You'd have to say it in such a way that there's kind. You know, it's layered that people could say to themselves, "Oh, actually, maybe she stopped because she had to stop." The yeah. only way you were allowed to not drink is to allude to some underlying drink problem that you're trying to resolve. That's yeah. the only way you get a pass. Pregnancy, kidney infection, underlying drink problem. That is the only way you will be allowed to attend this tapas meal without wine. Yeah. And then there'll be that whole thing of like if it's someone's birthday, say, like, oh no, I'm I'm not drinking tonight. It's like well, pretty sure she drank at Michelle's birthday. It's my yeah. Is my birthday not good enough to have a few drinks? At least you don't want to make that a night out. My birthday has turned into an obligation because you've got your fucking car keys on the table. But that's how I it's know. perceived. Yeah. Oh, and I'm then an you obligation go to, birthday. And then I'm you like, go to, okay. you, yeah. And okay. then you go to the bathroom and you're saying to your mate, you're like, Maria, I can't believe she's driving it. It's my birthday. <laughs> no. And then Maria's like, but she drove us here. I don't care. I thought she was going to drive us here and leave her car here overnight. But you know what cost the last time she did that? It cost 65 euro to get her car out. Yeah, so what? It's my birthday. My 37th <sighs> birthday comes but once. A girl turns 37 once in her life. And you mean to tell me that she's not happy to pay 65 euro on a car park? <laughs> and then you hear she's not getting a starter as well. You're like, oh, I'm fucking done. Fuck this. She's trying to, she's got itemizing the bill at the end. So, okay, we're going to split the bill. Well, now, you know, someone will pipe up. It's just, you see, Katie wasn't drinking. Yes, so, oh, sorry. Hang on. Does anyone have a pen? Does anyone have a pen? I suppose it wouldn't be for, because then you're doing the maths. You're like, well, it's Judy's birthday. So Judy can. Oh, Oh, and the big shock. The big shock that you're not paying for the meal. (laughs) Here we go. Here we fucking go on there, Katie. You're the accountant. You know, when people get really passive aggressive about it, you're the accountant. Sure, what would I know? I'm just a teacher drinking over here. You're an accountant. Sure, leave the 
real to you because that's what you do every day. Actually, I'm a corporate accountant. I don't do tapas. Yeah, well, it's the same. Oh, oh, what? Two plus two. Is that a five? Oh, oh the accountant over here. Can't I? The accountant pipes up and they're like, um, yeah, that's sixty-two fifty each, and you're just like, I had a fucking margarita pizza. What the fuck? I'm still starved. I need to hit the chipper. Sixty-five euro. Oh, that's actually what you'd spend on the car park. But anyway, no, it's fine. Kidney infection is it, Katie? Oh my god! <laughs> I feel like is there any way we can do a sketch where it looks like we're in a restaurant? <laughs> And you know what's so funny as well is that you know you're holding that grudge. You're saying to Marie as you leave, well, I'm going to remember this come August. Yeah. Her birthday. For for her birthday. I'm not going to make the meal. I'll catch up with you later. Fucking shots fired. Fuck her. Well, I learned my lesson. Saying I'm going to give the meal a skip. But we'll never speak of that night again. (laughs) But you know what? Like, honestly, I'd say I'd be happy enough to drink twice a year three times a year I'm I'm honestly just any drinking I'm doing a lot of it is just to keep other people happy enough for them to feel comfortable <laughs> like don't get me wrong I enjoy the drink but I'm not like I'm not mad for it like but I think it's easier now I think it's easier now to not drink now maybe I'm saying that as I'm getting older but I think mm. as a teacher I definitely think teenagers and younger people oh yeah they definitely are more in, they yeah. are more into health and fitness now now I suppose you could say that's probably stemming from this horrendous body image pressure well, that they're on or maybe on it's it could be but, the fact that all their parents are alcohols or alcoholics as well. Yeah, you know? it could be that. Their parents just, aren't alcohols. I just want to say the parents are alcoholics. Just in a <laughs> This is my mom, gin and my dad, whiskey. <laughs> it's probably because, yeah, their dad is actually a white Russian. He's a white Russian. Yeah, he's from Moscow. Oh, like, are you sure? Not the drink. No, like, I think he's white and he's Russian. Therefore, he's a white Russian. Did he find the clue? Okay, yeah. He went down to the alcohol section. I know. And then you're like, oh, so that's why Katie called her daughter Kalua. I thought it was because she's married to that guy who's from Russia. He's white. Okay, so, yeah. And Katie's like, I'm driving tonight. I've got Kalua. Kalewa's was oh. coming back from her dad's first thing in the morning, so I'm going to be fresh. I'm driving tonight. None of the, this leaving the car in St. Stephen's Green Car Park. We've all been there. Um, oh gosh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, I do think younger people are more clued in. I, I just think, I just think younger people are smarter than we were. Oh no, defo, yeah. I think they're just smarter. I don't think it is all down to you know this body image pressure and all the rest i just think they're more clued in and they're into their health they're into their fitness i think they're just better equipped to give more answers to questions so there's no questions about like whether or like not that there's no but like the only answer about your sexuality isn't that you're gay or straight or your only answer about alcohol is you do or you don't or you know what I mean I just There's think a spectrum. Every, it's not yeah. as binary as it once was yeah 
I think so. I'm like, yeah. don't get me wrong. Obviously, still pressures and, um, you know, expectations from family or friends or whatever. But it's definitely, yeah, yeah, it's definitely loosened up. And and I can remember actually a friend of mine. Well, she's more of a friend of a friend. When we were teenagers, I can remember. Um, I, well, I got I got friendly with her, I'd say, when we were in college. So it's probably like 18 or 19. But I can remember her telling me that she didn't drink until she was 18. I met her on a night out. She wasn't drinking. She's like, I'm not a big drinker. I didn't actually have my first drink until I was 18. And I could not believe that. She was the first person I had met who had waited until they were 18 to drink. And I just remember feeling this envy. I was like, wow, she must be so strong in herself that she has gone all this time I was completely unaware we were hanging out with the same people she wasn't drinking and I was so envious of her because I just thought she must have such strength of character to do that I mean this is back in you know the uh, the turn of the minute it was around the turn of the millennium but I remember not feeling like oh my god she's such a dweeb I just remember feeling really envious of her being I suppose strong enough to make that decision because I was just a complete walkover when I was a teenager. Like there was no question, but I was rowing in with whatever the gang was doing. I was not, I was the furthest thing from a leader you could possibly imagine. But I just, yeah, I was really envious of her that she made that choice and stuck to it. I can hear you now, yeah. I just said, I, I I didn't have, it would drink, but I would have had it with smokes when I found out that people who I assumed were smoking 20 days as well were like, oh, I just I just smoke on, on a night out. And I was like, sorry, what? And they'd had the same box of smokes in the handbag as they did the last time they were eight. And I was just like, I've gone through like a duty-free carton. And, and how did that smoke. make you, how did that make you feel? Made me feel like I was a fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. I but that's how I felt when this girl was like, I just chose not to drink. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Because at that point, the worst nights of my life, uh, they were all alcohol fueled fueled without exception. Yeah. So I just could yeah. not believe I I didn't realise as a 19-year-old that that choice had actually been available. Um yeah, but to be honest now, if I'd met someone that they're 18, they did, did, had told me at the time, not now, if they told me that they hadn't, they didn't drink until they were 18, I'd be just like, okay, sheltered. Yeah, but this girl wasn't. Or like, I've heard people say, oh, I, I never I never did that. Uh, my mom didn't let me. I'm like, neither did mine. That's why I fucking lied all the time. Like, what? Well- yeah, that does like remind me. My mom was fucking yeah. easy breezy about shite at all. <laughs> they were fucking real straight. she's like, are you what? Do you need a top up of Kalua? Because I'm just heading down to Quinsworth now. And no, I agree. It's funny. Yeah, no, it was nothing to do with disobey my parents or any or yeah. any of the rest, like from my point of view. But I just didn't have the self-confidence to say, actually, I don't really fancy drinking myself into oblivion. Uh I, I again because just the people I I like the the, ga- the gang of people I was hanging around with it I was incredulous when I heard this that somebody was going to hang yeah. out with them and just had chose not to drink and the real stinger the thing that really got me was that this person was very much part of the gang 
So like she hadn't been ostracized. Like people were like, fair enough. Because I think in general, people kind of respect your decision. You know, you might get a bit of jostling. But generally, you know, when people are quite firm and strong in something, people respond to that and say, yeah, Yeah. grant. You know what? Maybe Maybe I will try it now. Maybe I will try the no alcohol for the rest of my life. Maybe. You will do anything to get on Keith Walsh's podcast again. <laughs> it's the Keith Walsh podcast. Keith Walsh. No, there's no point now because he, he's talking about it and she's written the book. So there's other it's people. Done. Too. There's you no play. money. There's no money to be made from, from me. So what, I'm what about the play, Emma? Could you do a play for us? About being sober? Yeah. I think Keith's going to do it. Okay. So he, yeah. Okay, so he's going to be reading the play. Kate, uh, probably, I'd say between him and Kate now, they've got it wrapped up. So I'll have to find something, an angle that's not as much, maybe possibly, uh, let's be honest, something that isn't as much effort would probably suit me down to the ground. Well, you know, Fred Cook has always wanted to write a musical. Yeah, I'd love that. That about could be what? the way to go. Well, about you not drinking. No, I, I think let's leave the drink thing. We've got to pick another topic. Did you see Nadia Ford and her TV show about, set in the, was it 80s or 90s, about Italians in Ireland uh, chippers? No. Has, has, yeah. that been, has that been broadcast or is it just in the making? No, I think it's in I think it's in the making. So there are over a hundred strong Italian names in the chipper game these days, with the boom of Irish Italian chippers happening in the nineteen fifties. But the original wave of Italian emigrants to these shores actually began far earlier than that. We've had Irish Italian culinary masters in Ireland since 1880. By 1909, there were 20 fish and chip shops in Dublin alone, and that was serving up chips to a population of just 290,000. There you go. I never, there I never got go. to think of why Italians would come to Ireland. Well, well, actually, just, the 80s, like. yeah, because this is from the journal to good old journal.ie. It was like our long-term fascination with Des Bishop coming to Ireland. We were like an American choosing to live here. This is insane. Um, oh, they don't have the author, do they? Oh, this. Oh, okay. So the journal.ie. But they said here then the next fact about um, Italian chippers. Almost all of the chipper families come from the same district of six villages in Casaletigo and Val de Camino municipalities in the province of Frosione in the Lazio region in the south of Italy, about 110 kilometers away from Rome. Up to 8,000 Irish Italians have ancestors from Castellico. I think that is such that is such a good idea for accommodation. Isn't it? Really, yeah. really, really clever. Yeah. No, just, you know, the way you, you see different things that like, oh, this thing's starting and you're like, oh, yeah, fair place and whatever. But like when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's that's a deadly idea. Very clever. And it's, you know what, isn't it a wonder it hasn't been done before? And it's so integral to Irish culture as your Italian chipper. Well, I think it's really good that there's somebody uh, heavily <clears throat> involved in it that is part of it. Yeah. It's, it's actually quite important because, yeah. yeah. You know, so, so I'd say that's probably why it hasn't happened before. 
Maybe actually you're right because I suppose there is always that danger isn't there when it's from an external perspective that it can become a bit of a parody. Well yeah like say if somebody was doing um, a similar thing about um, Irish Americans Mm -hmm. or not Irish Americans Irish in America or Irish in London I'm just giving people free ideas here or whatever but you'd hope that you know one of the people who was a major a part of it or whatever had some decent solid knowledge about that yeah I'm very excited about that now that sounds great you know what I realized yeah. as well we never gave a shout out to our new patrons we've quite a few on board this week will I just give That's them nice. a quick shout out yeah do do that before we go before we go did you know I spoke Italian I've kept it under wraps I didn't want to say anything there, but I was I was feeling a little bit warm. Was I was there a bit of a tingle? <laughs> well, wasn't quite a, well, that's why I said warm instead of tingle. I hadn't quite got yeah. to the tingle. It was just a little bit warm. Oh, thank you. We did have we... now I don't know if I mentioned the we did announce our listener of the week, which is Emma. Yes latest patron we have i might have said these names before so my apologies if i have we have g Gillian, kirsty marie molly l kira claire donna karen denise rebecca kira eve caroline and emma who is our listener of the week if you want to get involved we're on the patreon talking to you that's not and that's not coming from me that's coming from your friend that's i have this information how would i have this information that's coming from, yeah, the within the Shytox WhatsApp group. And it's from a place of love. And you have been made administrator for that group now. So be <laughs> careful, Shytox. <laughs> Did you, were you wondering why that profile picture changed to Emmett Vicker Street? Well, now you know. She's admin. Yeah, if you do want to get involved, we really appreciate it. We know you can't support every podcast you listen to, but... It you can't, hurt. you just can't, Judy. You actually can't. You can't. But we re- we really do feel the love. And it does. When I see a deleted pledge, a part of me goes with that person. And that's no lie. Doody, you can avail of Judy's Book Club, Doody. Emma's Crap Movie Club, and extra episodes at the L Patreon. I think our next Emma's Crap Movie Club, Emma, you might just pick that one. I'm going to just pick it, yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, what I'll do... We have a few weeks, a couple of weeks. I'll um, be in talks with the family during the week. Now, we did watch Pulp Fiction this week. I hadn't seen it in a good while. Ella had never seen it. Obviously, Shane had seen it, but not in a good while. And uh, I bet you, did Ella think it was a load of shite? No, she really enjoyed it. Did she? Yeah, I think I I go back to now and I don't know what I enjoyed as much as I did. No, we all really enjoyed it. Um, okay. I did say something about which uh, has it's haunting me now. To be honest, it's, so you know the way. Obviously, there's it's you know different stories. Mm-hmm. We're not kind of you know there's a running theme or whatever, but it's not like you know one story from beginning, middle, end, whatever. And I like that in the movie. If it's done well, I find it very enjoyable. But I made the mistake of when we were talking about the movie after, we usually talk about the movie the next day because once the movie is finished on a Saturday night, Ella goes, I'm going to bed because she likes 
to go up, make herself a white Russian and go to get a fairly in the morning. So we spoke about it the next day and I said, I like when they do that in movies where it's different stories. If it's done well, I've seen it like sliding doors. Well, it's not the same thing, but like sliding doors is shit. So I was like, I like if it's done well. And I was like, it makes it a very easy watch, a very easy and enjoyable watch. And Shane's like, easy watch with all the fucking violence. I love the way you're falling like, asleep forgot. during Bosch. And you're like, I just want something light, like Pulp Fiction in your rocking chair, just rocking back and forth. So, yeah, so it was um, enjoyable all around for Pulp Fiction. Why don't I just do Emma's Movie Club? And if it turns out to be okay. shit, it's shit. And if it's not shit, it's not shit. Let's do that. We might try. We might try and get a few that are kind of, you know, not something like Pulp Fiction because everyone knows Pulp Fiction. Not everyone's watched it though. Like well, I'm a great I think... one for that. There's loads of movies people say to me, and I'm like, I've never seen it. Well, it would be nice if you and the fam pick a film that you're going to watch and then just go with that. I yeah, yeah. you're right. Just movie club instead because it's mm. hard to sit through a film that you know is crap. Mm. That's two no, hours of your life you're never getting back. So just pick one and then give us a heads up and we can do I'll our tell you the, on that. Yeah. I'll tell you on the Friday before we watch the movie before we watch the movie that we're gonna watch on Saturday. And then we'll do the episode on Sunday. And I'm not gonna right. I'm just gonna watch the movie. I'm not gonna take notes. I'm not gonna have any names. You know me. <laughs> And I'm just going to do what I do. Like, I love when you're like, I think it's set in America, but don't quote (laughs) me on that. Did you watch the Tiger King documentary with Louis Theroux last night? No. Did you? I did. Now, that's when I saw that was on. I was like, oh, yeah, nice and handy, something light. Um, And then Shane was like 10 minutes into it. He's like, I forgot that, like. What, how fucking depressing and a load of bollocks mm. this all is because obviously we all loved it during the first round of lockdown um, but then it, it you know he is right like a couple of episodes in you're like this is as depressing as fuck like um, just all the animals and well, it just their it, arms it, I think, off and shit I mean I think we said that at the time that if it, it as much as it was great TV don't get me wrong and I was mm. lapping it up you were very conscious of just how exploitative it was. I mean, it was it was exploitative of people and animals. Yeah. So, like, I watched it. It was, you know, it was good. Like, even just to get the bit of Louis Theroux is nice. Oh, miss but, him so much. But definitely would have looked at my phone 20 times. Okay. Yeah. You know, like whenever there was any footage he had was like there was unseen footage from the original documentary that he did with him, which mm-hmm. was good. And they had the niece in it, who I remember was in the original one a bit. And you see, they couldn't really talk to anybody else because even though I think Joe had reached out to Louis True, he signed. He has signed. Um, some sort of contract with a production company that did Tiger King that they mm-hmm. have exclusivity over him so they're in the process of making the next uh, Tiger King documentary now but they wow. couldn't actually, he couldn't talk to him obviously he's in prison as well but so and there was other people connected that he couldn't talk to because they had signed that contract 
So I didn't even find out. I didn't even find out about like, you know, his business partner, the weird slimeball fella. Oh, I I was like, I'd love to know if he's still with the missus. No, of course I could just look it up. But I'm not that into, I'm not interested enough that I've done my own research on this. Like I've done absolutely no research. Mm -hmm. And at the end of it, I kind of felt like saying, well, look, Joe, if Brendan Dassey's still fucking in prison, (laughs) like you're staying there. Oh my God. I mean, Dassey. Like, come on, a bit of real talk, guys. I know the pandemic has taken its toll on us, but Brandon Dassey is still in prison. He's all forgot about no, him, didn't you? Know you what? Lively. I miss... and let's get Joe out and setting up a GoFundMe. I know. Well, it, like, I mean, it's it's such an insult when you think of probably the tens of thousands of people who are unjustly incarcerated in yeah. the world, and Eric Trump was coming out talking about how the sentence seemed a bit harsh for Joe Exotic. I mean... No, Joe is just 100%, like 100% guilty. And that's just what they know about him. Oh, dodgy, dodgy, dodgy McDodgerson. He's been talking... I mean, he was essentially (laughs) drugging men to sleep with him. And everyone's like, but he had funny jackets. Have we learned nothing? Have we learned nothing? From the past. Funny jacket screams some kind of offender. I mean, he was going on about like in the <laughs> unseen footage from Louis documentary. He's an off camera. And he's he's back then he was even going on about some people getting in touch with him asking, do they want uh, do they want them to kill Carol Baskin for him? And he's constantly even then he was constantly making reference to her. He's like, if if this park, if my zoo, uh, my sanctuary gets taken off me, I'm just going to euthanize all the animals, and that's not the only thing that's going to be getting euthanized. Like he was buying it, and then and then he'd leave a pause. Yeah, he'd say that's not the only thing that's getting euthanized, <laughs> and then there'd be a pause. He'd be like, "I'm talking about Carol Baskin." Yeah, we got it. Thank you. We've seen the previous 10 episodes. He was like Pierce Morgan on Megan. He was just totally obsessed. 19, Meanwhile, as you 19. say, Brendan Dassey's like, but the WWF said they were going to take me to a match. When's that happening? <gasps> I mean, so... No, you have to laugh because it's Jen. so awful. Well, now, I watched a 24 hours in police custody the other night. And it was a similar thing where somebody had an altercation with somebody in their property and then a fight like they were beating them up. They were never seen again. The search went on. They thought this is defo a murder. Nobody, not enough evidence, da 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 da. Turned out your man had been living in a tent for five years. Where was the in, where was this tent? Behind Asda. So they saw a face they saw a Facebook account as him and they're like, This is some sick joke, or this is somebody involved in it that set up this this Facebook profile page. So they could find out where it was logging in from. It was tapping into the Wi-Fi in Asda. Your man was in a tent. Now that so is he, clever. He, so he was from Lithuania and he was working in, I can't remember exactly what the thing was, but like it was, was it in 
was it on a farm or something where it was like he- heavy hardcore manual labor but basically it came out then afterwards that it was just like modern day slavery and this guy oh, in it was bullying him was bullying him was had taken his passport was taking his money it was like this ongoing thing and beating him up a lot locked him in a basement before all this all this like abuse basically and he told him he he's punching him with car keys or something and there was blood all over the place and he told him to go down and get a cloth to clean it up and he just made a break for it and he went into this field behind the house he found this little abandoned shed and there was a tent there that someone else had been living in and he set himself and he was gone for five years and he only came out um when it was dark like missing post missing persons posters all over the place five years five years living in a tent and they said they don't understand how he managed to keep himself like healthy and everything he had like a little station set up where like he he shaved himself every day and like he looked exactly the same as his missing persons picture wow you know like what became of him so basically then what happened was the they helped him kind of get himself set up in another part of the country and he was getting um he was going to therapy and stuff and um yeah that's where that's where he was at but he wasn't in trouble or whatever but then i think they were looking into the place where he'd been working because like this is very you know this kind of underground thing is very common where people leave like say for example somewhere like lithuania to go and work somewhere and like you know work really hard but make money and whatever and that it's just it's you know it's basically just slavery how the people are treated it's terrible yeah and, and there was and you see he had no he'd no he didn't have a phone he didn't have his he didn't but have his passport. Course, i mean so the phone that he they're totally the vulnerable facebook, the phone that he set up the facebook thing on they asked him where he got the phone and he just said i found it which i would totally believe because i mean of course now like they're disposable items a lot yeah. of the time yeah the poor man my god and you know what it is going on so much more than you think and it's it's terrifying and also it's a lot closer to home than you think and people kind of choose to look the other way and presume I mean even with certain companies there's a presumption oh I'm sure they treat their workers grand and all the rest but even yeah. sure with this I mean obviously even with COVID now this spotlight has been re- has really been shone on the conditions people have been forced to work in like the likes yeah. of even meat packing factories never to my shame I had never considered the conditions when I'm tucking into my lamb for my lamb to gene had yeah. never considered the conditions that people have to work in to produce these products and I know there's some to- like obviously totally legitimate companies out there but I think actually this year genuinely it was a bit of an eye-opener I think that's a really nice place now to end the podcast, isn't it? Just in a real happy note. Can I just end it actually on this funny note? Well, sorry, not funny, but I just thought this was kind of um, uh, 
a really bad like just a like just a nice cringe story just to round yeah. round us up um of an evening did you hear this one about the guy in carlo and the scratch card no i didn't actually so basically this guy um in carlo <laughs> Boyfriend's name is Patrick. Girlfriend's name is Amy. Amy returned from work one day and Patrick, being the loving boyfriend that he was, suggested that they go for a walk in a nearby park because that's all you're doing these days. You're going for a walk. Now, little did she know he had purchased a fake, fake scratch card. He stopped in a petrol station en route for the walk and bought another real scratch card. So, you know, you can see where this is going. Mm. I bought a real one, he said, and on the way out to the car, I started the video recording and gave Amy the fake scratch card and a key to scratch it. I positioned the phone on the door handle just as I had rehearsed earlier. So he had rehearsed this. Rehearsed this. Emma, yes, you're actually getting sick into your headband. (sighs) She started scratching. What unfolded couldn't have worked out any better, Patrick said. Amy is seen slowly revealing her card before her face begins to light up. I think I won 50,000 euro, she screams. I had that dream about the nits saying it would bring good fortune. <laughs> now, Amy, okay, this is, I'm not victim blaming, blaming here, Amy, but I've never heard that a dream about nits means good fortune. Okay, I think that's something that was said to us when we were small to comfort us, but I'm not sure it has any bearing on real life situations. Then Amy says, I'm going to faint. After a few minutes of excitement and brilliant acting from Patrick, Amy begins to read the fine print on the card. She reads, claim forms should be completed in full and are exclusively available in your dreams. Keep in a safe place so you always know where it is and remember the day you thought you won an absolute fortune. The penny drops and Amy realises she is on the end of a cruel prank from her partner, Patrick. He told the Irish Mirror, I was a bag of nerves. I don't usually get nervous. What a big guy. But I was really, I really was doing this prank. I wasn't sure what her reaction would be, but knowing Amy and her brilliant personality and sense of humour, she saw the funny side and I lived to tell the tale. The video has currently been viewed over 60,000 times on Facebook. I mean, bit of a prankster. (laughs) Can you believe that? Like, I would be up on a murder charge if that happened to me. I wouldn't be a fan of that one. Wouldn't be a fan. (laughs) I wouldn't be a fan. I wouldn't do that to somebody. So it's just not funny. Like if I got, if I got 50,000, if I won 50,000, I would immediately think this could be us getting our gaff. This could be the answer to all your problems. And to have that taken away as a sick joke. No. imagine, And you still have to drag the person home. Christ, imagine you did that. And the person was like really excited, but they started crying. They started like crying, like, oh my God, this is, this is going to change our lives. This is, this is everything. Oh my God, there is a God, like, or whatever. But imagine like, not only were they excited, but they were like crying emotionally. Emotional, yeah. And then, no, it's just too, 
much. And I think it's the it's, see, it's it's too hard. It's too like it's too cruel to give something to somebody and then take it away. If like you know, like the old school pranks fucking back in the day, like you've been framed and they get a copy of the car and if, and a fella thinks like there's a skip falling on his car and he's at the door and he's going ape shit and then they like bring his car around the corner and say it wasn't his car and he's like oh thank jesus it wasn't my car like it's still shit but he's not he's he's getting his car he feels like he's won a car because he thought he lost his car but she's <laughs> not getting any she's not getting no. anything all she's, she's winning is a shit boyfriend how old is this fella? Like roughly, not that it matters. But like, I'd say late twenties. Late twenties. Mm. I'm shocked. I thought it would have been late forties. I that's like pure bored out of the brain stuff. That's why I thought like late forties. Well, we're at that stage of the lockdown, but it's the premeditation as well because he had ordered this fake scratch card. Yeah. You know, so he's Nobody intercepting the post. Me. Oh no 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 no! No, just no. Even even the and dog laying it on quite sounds like in no. the description. I knew like she had such a good sense of humor, and she was just such a fantastic, wonderful, amazing person that she take this as the joke it was meant to be. Meanwhile, she's straight into shy talks, saying you won't believe what this prick did. I just feel like that's a story. That that is going to be his go-to story for years to come. So they're on holidays. Sitting beside them at the wedding. Yeah, sec- Yeah, the wedding. Second day in on the holidays. Oh, I must tell you this one. Absolutely. Oh, Should have seen the look this. on her face. And you know what? You see, the problem with that story as well is it's fucking shite. Because if he's telling that story... We all know what what it is already within seconds mm. of him setting up the story. So he thinks he's Mr. Billy Big Bollocks because he obviously doesn't have to have personality. So he had to buy himself a fucking story, an orchestrated story, a fucking dinner party story to tell. And it's a load of bollocks anyway, because there's no big, there's no uh, like punchline. There's no big twist at the end. We all fucking know where that's going. We all know what's happening there the second he lays into that story. And poor Amy was probably like, oh, 50 grand. Maybe we can finally clear some of your Paddy Power debt. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a prankster. And it's been an absolute pleasure. Fuck's sake. No. Jeez, you'd want to have like a fair few squid as well, wouldn't you? to do that prank and for it to be funny well that's it yeah you'd need to be comfortable enough like you wouldn't have it wouldn't be a case of like jesus i i was wondering how we were going to get through the month let alone like something like this no that's still a worry and i've spent money on these scratch cards (laughs) what a prick emma not for me not for you i've been jimmy J. I've been Joe Exotic. I haven't. I've been Emma Doran the whole time. God bless patients. <laughs> Sorry. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.